Welcome to the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. I am Steve and sleeping someplace soundly right now is that well in in Poland is Dave and joining me from parts unknown is our good friend the lovely and buxom Tracy. Now we're in Poland was he is he Warsaw Krakow? I thought he said Warsaw. Uh, because okay. I was going to make a Warsaw Pact joke, but oh, uh, but I didn't. That's lovely. Our audience loves uh, those NATO Warsaw Pact uh, <laughs> uh, jokes. And really, any treaty joke, any joke that we can do that that invokes a treaty, I think uh, I think our 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 demographic really gloms onto. So that's yeah. Do you remember that uh, the, the jokes we used to do on the old show about the, uh, was it, what was the, uh, the, the Mexico uh, United States and uh, um, NAFTA. The, Na- yeah. The, yeah. The NAFTA jokes. Oh my gosh. They just could not get enough of the NAFTA joke. Oh, NAFTA was incredible. Uh, just uh, from, uh, from a comedic standpoint, NAFTA was incredible. I don't want to comment on, you know. No, it's just, you're right. From a comedy standpoint, there has not been a funnier treaty right? Uh, than perhaps uh, Versailles, of course. Oh, the God. Treaty of Versailles. Oh, my gosh. To have had a podcast just after World War One. Oh, my oh. gosh. Oh, and the, the, the silly little bylines they put inside. I mean, just just the weird things that they made. Um, uh that that they made the uh who what uh, I, I want uh, there the it's gone it's gone yeah i was going to say the 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 german rule i couldn't remember the name of the german ruler at the time but okay all right somebody somebody please write in with the was that, uh, uh wilhelm wasn't it wilhelm the... probably the kaiser is what kaiser i was wilhelm, i was yeah. that was the word i was looking for uh right. the kaiser is what i was right. looking for but nope Nope, not there. Uh, comedy failed me, and it failed you, frankly, uh, our yeah, listeners. Right. Yeah, stop the yeah. show. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, I'm glad to be here uh, tonight on the Dave and Steve Show with Tracy. So am I. I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm sorry that Dave isn't here, but, you know, that guy works really hard. And if he needs to take a little time, then so be it. I, I understand. He may pop in like he did last uh Last week, which would yeah, be so he, he's going to be working hard so to to get there. So it's not quite I don't think it's quite as late there as it was when he was in Sweden. I don't know. Um, so I think it, Poland might be give him another hour. Yeah, so maybe so it's uh, so he, he said he was going to make a good effort to, to get into the show. And then uh, so that we'll see how that goes. You know, frankly, I believe him. I really do. I, th- I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I I think he now that he's seen how easy it is to get up before ten o'clock, <laughs> that uh, he uh, he may do it again. Well, let's hope let's uh, let's hope he does and and he'll he'll pop in. But we have a really great show for you lined up. Uh, hopefully, I I know I uh, I know I didn't. I, I had a um, I had a long day. I had a long day at the desk today and uh, Tracy was just giving me, uh, he was just being supportive as Tracy is, you know, Tracy is a very, is a very kind and caring, supportive uh, person uh, who also has the temperament sometimes of a bridge troll. But I do, I do appreciate that. <laughs> it's, it's my on-air personality is, is more, I'm more curmudgeon 
than I am in in, in real life, thirty percent more. And then like, <laughs> and I'm probably thirty percent more supportive than I am on air. So it's that. Well, that's that's that's, math. that's really kind. That's re- that's really kind of you to say. But uh, I. <laughs> Uh, about yourself. <laughs> yes. That's a very interesting point of view about I, yourself. I uh, I did want to point out yet again that I I spotted a couple more uh, throwaway jokes that Tracy just threw out there yesterday or yesterday last week, and that was funny to me. That was that was very very funny to me. That now, uh, here's the key. Did you remember them at the time? Or are we so in the moment that we just don't hear each other? There, there you go. That's what I would like to call it. We, okay. I, I, I don't, I don't hear them at the time because I'm, I'm very in the moment. I'm thinking of the the next thing to say, because this is not. I'm, I'm not used to being the, you know, the. I'm, I'm, I'm very much more comfortable being the second banana. And when, when Dave's, Dave's leading, here, our job is to be reactive. Right. And, and so, right. And so now we're not reacting. We're really, um, not, what, what, this, what is acting? <laughs> we're just acting. We're That's not what. reacting. We're just, we're just saying stuff and, uh, seeing if it sticks. And that's all right. That's why we need Dave here because he is a, he is a good, uh, first position, uh, you know, leader of the discussion. I mean, it's, it's nice. It's nice to have him here. But yeah. tell me where you guys are on bananas. And then, then <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll have an opinion about bananas. That's yeah, you better have an opinion on bananas when he throws out the bananas, you know, question. He doesn't have any he doesn't have any opinions when it comes to Harry Potter, but bananas, you better know your fruit, man. Um yeah, we've been saying that really for years. So when you have a busy day at work, when it's when it's a day, is that, is that a good thing or is that something that just does it? I mean, because you had an eventful day where you had to to at least be like psychologically on all day. Yeah, I had to be what on all do? day, and it's usually I have to be on for you know brief periods of time, but today was on 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 in a very in a very direct and presentation like way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you just had to be ready for anything. And, and it was, it was good. So that was, that was busy, but psychologically it's, it's a lot more draining. That's, that's probably what, what I'm trying to get at. Um, most of the time I, I, you, you, hard work. I, I, Steve Dam's not afraid of hard work. Uh, some days that. he would prefer to not do it. But for the most part, if you, if you need me to get a job done, I'm going to get that job done. And today was one of those days where I, I had to get that job done. I uh, really, I really, really had to get that job done. So I did it. And now Tracy's going to talk about his day. Well, you know, it's funny when you, you talked about just being on and like, there's, there's two things where that are exhausting that don't really like stress you physically but they they force you to be on and thinking about things because nothing is uh nothing is comfortable or natural. And yeah. so uh, one of those things is when you have to do like you said you have to be sort of in presentation mode. 
So that means you have to have uh, your pacing and your facts and all these things and all the unnatural things. Presentations aren't natural. So you have that together. And then you, you pair that with traveling. So if you're traveling for the purpose of presenting, those are two things happening at the same time that put you in sort of unnatural situations. And this is one of those situations where this week I had to get on a plane and fly somewhere. And this is the first time I've done that since our sort of a global um, health situation. So I've, I've not done that at all. And um, so it was interesting to like realize that uh, since then I've kind of, uh, uh, I, I have a new phone since then. And I really haven't set up my phone to really accommodate me or assist me in traveling. How's that phone working? Uh, well, it's working better now, but it made me, I had to think through some things. Which, you know, that weren't so what I love, first of all, first time flying out of Painfield and Everett. So this used to be um for those that aren't from the Seattle area, this is a like World War Two era or post World War Two era uh, strategic air command air force base that was just sold to the county and the county just kept it as a very big and very um you know, a county airport that just happens to have Boeing right next to it. So Boeing, right. fly, when they manufacture their larger jets out of the Everett facility, they just fly out of there. And so they pretty much, besides a couple of vendors around there, they, it was small planes and lots of larger planes flying in, but with no, no air traffic in them, no, no people, some air freight, but mostly just new airplanes that are being manufactured come off the uh, paint assembly and go out and get your, or they're getting being tested or whatever. So we've had this gigantic airport that's not even really served the community in any meaningful way, but they did just put in uh, uh, an airport there that with a terminal where you can fly out of there as a passenger. And Steve, have you been in that? I, I haven't done that yet. And I, I would really like to, I would really like to try that terminal because it would be very, very convenient. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, from a traffic standpoint, it's to, I mean, I don't know, you probably live 30 miles from the Seattle Tacoma International Airport, but yeah, to get know. there, to get there would be an hour and a half, perhaps even longer. Yeah. You pack a lunch because it, right. it is not, it is not going to be a short time on the road. That's yeah. Sure. So if you're getting the first flight out of SeaTac, you're up at three, four in the morning to get there. Now, the opposite way to go to Payne Field, you're talking about maybe a 30 minute drive, right? Maybe, and you can stop for coffee on that 30 minute. And what's parking like? Have they have they started charging for parking there? Or yeah, they it... have they have premium and economy parking and stuff like that. Oh, of course, and, and it's and it's not that big a deal. But the uh, what was interesting though is that the it's a small airport, three gates, but it is like a nice big first class lounge. The whole airport is. That's so it nice. Is nice music playing. It's not just littered with like TVs and things. It doesn't look like a terrible sports bar or something like that. It's actually very nice, very dignified and kind of calm and ni nice music playing. There's a, there's kind of a bar there. Uh, and I, and I don't, I don't mean like a sports bar. I mean, like, like a, a, a kind of a bar you'd find at a, uh, at a nice hotel. Oh, okay. It's not like yeah. a, not like a dive bar, which would be really awesome to have a yeah, really that would, nice, that would be the other direction that would be nice, but everything's just <laughs> kind of nice. It's clean and it's kind of, it's, it's 
sort of busy, but it's it's kind of nice. It was nice to fly out of there. Now, what's interesting is this: my job, uh, my my work had sent me to another city to possibly present, to possibly present. Okay. And the length of time that I was to present was twenty minutes. Oh. So I had a first thing in the morning, maybe presentation for maybe 20 minutes the next morning. So it required me to fly and stay overnight. Right. So stay overnight, fly, stay overnight, get up the next morning for maybe a presentation. And then uh, when I was done, I would fly out later in the day. And then I would just be in that city with really not a lot to do. Mm Mm-hmm uh for the rest of the day so this is a major inconvenience for what i'm putting in which city so uh this this city would be spokane now i was trying to hide that uh, sorry <laughs> so the the reason the yeah the reason for that i said you know this would be the second time this year my my uh company has sent me to spokane and so i think do you know, I think in relationships, there's certain signals that are given to you that prove that maybe the other person or other like part of this arrangement doesn't like you very much. And, and so mm. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. So if, if that, if that's true, I, I, I think being sent to Spokane once a year is fine. Okay. I think twice in half a year. I'm I'm looking at the relationship a little bit. I'm trying to figure out what what message I'm being sent. I love the city; it's very nice, but twice. Right, right. Come on. So, Tracy, we've decided to send you to Cedar Rapids. <laughs> uh, so, please go there. Stay at the Red Lion. Um, we 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 booked you. We booked you a double queen. Uh, in case uh, you have any, do, do you have, do you have any relations there that uh, could come over and maybe want to stay the night in, uh, in the red line and, and visit you or uh, any kind of awkward situation you'd like to create while you're in Cedar Rapids? I, I yeah, imagine. It's, it's, it's exactly, it's exactly true. And I, I wasn't going to be there long enough to really let anyone know. So like, I have a half sister who lives in Spokane. I, I have a, a other work colleagues work colleagues that are in the area and it was it wasn't long enough to even let them know really in any meaningful way that i was going to be there so what's fun is this the there was a there was a presentation that was supposed to happen in like an exhibit hall and the way this exhibit hall was set up was such that um spokane convention center had two conferences going on at the same time so they put the conference that i was uh attending uh for a few minutes uh at the at at the wrong end of it so the exhibit hall was at the wrong end and therefore had virtually no traffic Ah. so this little 20 minute slot i had had i don't want to say how many attendees there were but it rhymes with the word hero and so oh (laughs) so what i did is i i did what anyone would do and i and i was told in advance just before i left that the well, first of all, there was one other person that I, my company was there. And so when I messaged them and said, hey, I'm taking off soon. And their reply was, oh, you're still coming? No. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, um, yes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll see you. Um, so it, none of that bothers me, but it's one of those things where like, it's hard to get up for a presentation you know may not really happen. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. get your head around what you're going to do if in fact 
it's it, it's like how am I bringing the smaller drum set for this tavern that doesn't pay well and doesn't nobody goes to? Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. I do. And know. so I had a setup, like I had a guitar setup that I brought when uh, like the stage was small and I knew they weren't going to pay much. Like, right. And there was a guitar I brought too. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I kind of went with the cheaper gear myself. Yeah. And so an overnight bag and, and, and I brought uh, the small pedal board in my brain ready to uh, do a little, little, <laughs> a little do, MC magic there. The job. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that happened. I got home and then, uh, then, you know, then, that happened and it threw the whole week off because that's not a good way to start the week to just fly to another city spend all day there and then fly back you mentioned so you go to another city i when when i used to do more traveling for work i'd go to these cities that i'd never been to and i would i would be like well i'm never coming to this city for relaxation i'm i'm, I'm not going to I'm probably not going to come here. I'm going to try and do as much touristy stuff while I'm on the company dime as I can. So I'm going right. to do, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do the work, but then I'm going to get out there and I'm going to see the sites and, uh, I'm going to, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to see what's, what's going on in that city at that time. And it's, uh, and sometimes it's fantastic and there's somebody from that town that I know that happens to be there and I can meet up with them. And that, that happened when I went to Washington, DC, I met up with an old friend from college and she took me around to all of the monuments at night. Is there a thing, are there things to see in Washington, DC? There are a few things to see. Yeah. There, there's uh there, I, I we read a plaque and mm -hmm. we, yeah. and we walked on this long uh, strip of grass and really? then there were a bunch of um, there were a bunch of uh, stones uh, mm -hmm. that looked like people. So interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes. And we and we looked at those. She took us around. She took me around, and and she had been on this particular tour so many times. She knew all the extra little facts, and it was like I was getting my own personal little tour at night of all these monuments, and it was absolutely incredible. Other things I've done, I've I've. I've gone to stand up nights, like open mic nights and done a short set here and there just to, just to do it. And yeah, jam and nights. Cause you can get out of town. They can hate you and it doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. They're never going to see me again. So why not try out the material that I'm a little iffy about? The little secret is, is that you can have people hate you just about everywhere you go and it doesn't matter. It, and, and it, yes, yes, it, that, that's very true. Um, I've, I've, I've done some jam, but for the most part, I've, I really enjoyed going to, going to places and, and Spokane I've been to several times. I did a comedy night there one time and that was fun. And, uh, I've done some, done some other, like there's a couple little, uh, hole in the wall joints to eat at when you're, when you're, I, I like to do that. Do you ever, do you ever get out and, and do Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. I used to actually keep a list of places. So the, the, um, the guy that on the uh, food network that does, uh, diners, dives and drive-ins. Mm -hmm. uh, so he has, there's a list on like line online of like places he visits. It's kind of like interesting takes on food that were usually not like super expensive, but they're always right. interesting. And so like, I would always check that list 
in any town that I've ever in, and I would go there. So that was always like my starting point to find an interesting place with very little information. And uh, and so yeah, that um, that that's kind of like how I uh, that's how I go about it generally. That's but it, but it's uh, you know if you you mentioned like Washington D.C., my company has always sent me to places that are like. I've done the same thing. I think there's always stuff to see wherever you are. If it's new and and it's interesting, like you can make something out of it. But uh, like Madison, Wisconsin, San Marcos, Texas, Pocatello, Idaho. Yeah, yeah, you, Boise. It's mm-hmm. like these are great places, but these these aren't. Uh, and some and, and most often, to be honest with you, come away with great surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's you're not going to be surprised by Chicago. You're not going to be surprised about Washington, D.C. or even New York City. Um, but uh, San Marcos, Texas, like you're going to get the best cowboy hat you've ever gotten there. <laughs> I imagine and, so. And so I don't, I don't mind telling you I did, Steve. So, Oh, that's cool. I'm uh, I, I, I have you broken that out for the show before? I have that. Do you remember the black that one I wore? It was and you, an you exceptional said- hat. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic hat, and it's it's good enough to be both costume and um, an eccentric. Is <laughs> the word we're trying to go? Yeah, for. there you go. Yeah, what, what, whatever floats your boat. I, 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 it's funny you mentioned Chicago. I'm actually I we're going there at the end of um, at the end of July, trying to make a a little. Uh, a little vacation out of that. So that should be a, that should be a good time. And I will check that list because there's a couple of places I want to hit. I, because I'm a big fan of Chicago style pizza and, uh, I want to, I want to have some, you know, but I also want to see what other, you know, diners. So I'll, I'll check that list out that you mentioned and see what, yeah, that's a great place to start. And then you'll always find something that is like uh, a really interesting take on food you kind of already know so it's always kind of rewarding um and and good and usually pretty casual and affordable and uh i mean chicago is uh that that depending on which city i've been to last chicago or new york city they will alternate being my favorite cities because they are fantastic and it's it's like the most recent one wins uh but um but in a lot of ways, uh, Chicago's architecture, just looking around at, I mean, cause the city burned down. So they, when they rebuilt it, um, they like kind of went all out. Right. And so, yeah, you, you're seeing things and, and, uh, what's, what's fun about the, uh, Chicago, uh, uh, aquarium is that, um, it's actually good. Whereas oh. the Seattle aquarium is Le- complete rubbish. Less so. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's that's interesting. So you had a um, you had a mediocre week. Um, I <laughs> I do have to tell you, I, I had a day on uh, on Friday, last Friday. So after we recorded the show on Thursday, I had a double gig that day. So I did an afternoon gig for three hours, and then a three hour gig at a taco place. Um, after that, that, that's an insane long uh, amount of time to play anything it you know it it is um but that it was i really enjoyed it i i enjoyed both gigs more than i thought i would and i already thought that i was going to have a good time so i i thought it was going to be great but uh we played outdoors on uh, the for the afternoon gig and we played in the shade which is 
unheard of. Usually yeah. in an outdoor gig, it's it's either going to be baking hot in the sun and you're going to burn your hands on your cymbals or it's going to be uh, rainy and you're going to have to try and find a way to not be electrocuted. So this was neither of those. It was actually uh, quite fantastic. It, it's it's really cool that when you get you, you're right. I've done a couple of outdoor like really outdoor things like where there's no covering yeah. and they're, they are really my least, least favorite. Yeah. The, um, the sun is relentless. It's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely terrible. I played, we, I filled in with a band and we played the rock and roll marathon several years ago. And I got the dumbest sunburns. All of us got the dumbest sunburns ever because like when you're holding a guitar and the sun hits it, there's a, yes. there's a, there's a strip that didn't get any sun, but the rest of the arm got burned. Right. Yep. So it's a ridiculous thing. My forehead was burned so badly that it cracked down the front, like, like Harry Potter, just like that whole lightning bolt right down the. Oh front yeah. Yeah. Just terrible. Um, so that's, yeah. I never I, really heard Harry Potter complain about it that, that much though. No, no, he, he was, he was pretty used to it by the time he got to the books, he was 11 and he'd had that all of his life. So he was, he was kind of over it, but <laughs> I will tell you um, that the gig after where we played at the taco place, which is like a new joint in, in Kirkland for live music. The best part, Tracy you start at seven, you're done at 10. None of this. Um, oh, you're going to start at nine and you're going to end at one thirty, And then you're, yes. by the time you get home, it's three o'clock in the morning is no seven to 10 is an, it's an amazing, I hope there's a trend for bands to start at seven and at 10, because you're going to get some all ages crowd because they can usually be in a place until nine and then 10 o'clock you're out early, but it, you did, you did a good three hour show. It was, uh, it was really great. So that was one of the good parts. The other good part was the crowd was a little bit, um, weird and okay. they, they were throwing out ideas to play. And I was playing with these two guys that knew all these songs, just knew all kinds what, like of like arrangement ideas or like, or Playing ideas like, um, uh, like somebody with a stick in your mouth, somebody yelled out, um, uh, come Monday by Jimmy Buffett. I'm like, who the hell brings that to the show? Who, who's walking around with come Monday in their head and they need to hear somebody else play it for them. Who, I don't know, but we did it like we did it and it, and it worked. It was great. Uh, I, I don't even know that song. Uh, <laughs> Um, you, but, and you could, you could do it. You were, you guys could do it. Yeah. Which I, that, yeah. I guess that doesn't surprise me. You, I, you guys have been doing this a while, but I mean, I remembered it enough. And then this woman came up and she said, she said, I want to hear house of the rising sun. And I'm like, great. I'll sing that one kind of joking. And the other two guys said, okay, here we go. And they just launch into it. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm singing house of the rising sun. <laughs> And so did you get out your phone and then like look up the lyrics? No, no, I have all the lyrics in my head. Um, that luckily that is one that I have all the lyrics in my head. Um, there've been a couple times when I've joked that we were going to do the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and I get, <laughs> I get three quarters of the way through and I can't remember 
I can't remember if I have to talk about the, uh, the cook having water coming in or the bell ringing 29 times. I'm like, Oh man, what, do I sing that first? Or like, yeah, there, there, the, and the, the thing is there are so few songs about, uh, Rex on the great lakes, um, that, uh, it's not like you could substitute another one. Right. And I, I love that song because it always reminds me of my, one of my favorite jokes that I've written that's kind of gone by the wayside these days. Uh, it's a, it's a, your mama joke and, <laughs> and it goes, this is, this is, I, I wrote this Tracy. Okay. Your mom is so fat when she drowned in Lake Superior, Gordon Lightfoot wrote a song about it. Well, that's good. And, it's and I've loved that. <laughs> I've loved that joke so much. And you really, I mean, before you tell that joke, you have to, you have to gauge whether or not you think this person knows who Gordon Lightfoot is. Yeah, you, t you tell that joke in Canada and you've got people laughing their ass off. But, but that's, I, I don't tell it very often because those are disrespectful and, and, uh, and not, they're not, frankly, they're not very good jokes. But, uh, anyway, that's, uh. That it was a it was a great that, that's night. That's not for even gigs. like a dad joke. That's like a granddad joke. Oh, that's just a yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. It's, I don't even think they're done anymore. I don't think people do those jokes anymore. That's yeah, I mean, and that's okay. That's all right. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of what what I did. Um, it was it was a it was a good gig night. So um, well, I'd say you never know what you're going to get from gigs. Like uh, my band, when we were just starting out, we were just looking for ways to just play in front of people. And, and a lot of times our, our, these types of things would be in, in lieu of a practice. Right. And so we played a farmer's market one uh -huh. time, you know, and it like, it, it drew a crowd. So we didn't expect that. Cause I'd never, here's a, here's a shock. I don't go to farmer's markets very often. Really? And I certainly don't go hear live music at them. <laughs> not not so, even to get the local honey. Oh no! I uh, I send uh, I send I have a special person I sent out to, to do that. But, send um, away for it. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, so apparently we were loud enough that uh, we were heard in the in a neighborhood just nearby, and so somebody who is like holds a big summer bash at their house, like a big birthday bash, where they invite like you know 150 200 people or whatever, would like, you know, they were gonna like, hey, there's, there's a band we should and contact them find out who they are who is making all this noise yeah and, and then so then we got like this private party kind yeah. of gig yeah later just from uh being loud at a farmer's park well that was what we we would all uh, i mean we would always say and i, I explained that to people like, why do you play bars for so little money i said that, that are you kidding me that's the bait you know you play the bars you put on a good show and these these people that have altered their ability to make decisions with alcohol uh, will come up to you and they will promise you larger sums of money to come play their private event. So you play the, you play the crap gigs to get the better gigs and it's not, you're not playing for exposure. You're still playing for money, but that's where you go. And that's, we got most of our, uh, most of our weddings and, and uh, private events that way. And yeah, it's, that's why you play those gigs. And that's why a lot of those bands are playing those gigs because the private events pay a lot better um, because it, frankly, they can. And the bars don't mind having you come and, you know, put your wares on display. So a farmer's market would be pretty great because you're not expecting, 
um, you're not expecting to get a big gig from that, but somebody just bought a birdcage that's lined with moss and a plant that they're not going to feed. And so they, they're capable of making bad decisions. So they're more than, more than likely going to hire a band that they see at a farmer's market. I, first of all, I, one of my dreams is just to become one of a long string of bad decisions in someone else's life. That's, that's great. And I have no problem with that, particularly if it, it gives me some money. So, um, anyway. All right. Well, that, that's what we did. Um, Dave has not shown up yet. So uh, I think we're going to take a quick break here and we'll be back with more of the Dave and Steve show with Tracy. Just in time for summer, Wild Horse Pizza brings you the extra cheesy, extra saucy, extra tasty, sizzling hot meat pizza meal. <laughs> Buy either a meat lover's pizza or present a valid ID that you're over 50 and female, and Wild Horse Pizza will knock three bucks off of your purchase. And remember, whether you're a hot podcaster ordering extra cheese or a podcaster's mom craving extra meat, Wild Horse Pizza will satisfy you in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. Wild Horse Pizza. <laughs> the unsung hero of throwaway jokes, that's me. As loyal listeners to this show, for years you know this to be true. The two other monkeys who host this show are gabbing and carrying on, and they never hear the genius throw-in lines I provide week in and week out, but you hear them. You're probably listening in your cars, or perhaps while out on a walk or jog in the park, laughing frantically about something I've just said. Well, at the same time, you're in complete disbelief that the throwaway lines I provided were never heard by my co-hosts. It's almost as if we're doing two different parallel shows from different rooms. But don't worry, listeners. We know the secret. We get the joke. This has been Tracy's I Don't Really Listen to Anybody Either. Minute. Okay. All right. Well, I had to reach in and grab uh, some Bee Gees there. So. <laughs> and that was a deep cut. That's a deep cut, Bee Gees. I like that. I but, Yeah, that's probably my favorite Bee Gees song. And there's not much to it, but it's, uh, it's you know, still. Well, you know. That was pre-disco pre Bee Gees. I, I liked it. Um, I, I thought it was pretty great. Um, so, so thank you for that minute. I, I do, I, I, when I do listen to you, I think you're funny. I think, <laughs> I think you're great, man. I think it's really fantastic. Uh, keep up no, the what, good work. What actually is funny is that it's true. Uh, I don't listen. I respond to questions that I hear that not what you guys ask. That's one thing that happens. <laughs> uh, here's another thing I do. It's like, I don't. Uh, I don't remember things that you guys said because I was thinking about the next thing I was saying. I think podcasting actually accentuates all the most, all, all the worst communication habits that you can have because you're, you're in, you're in, you're in an entertainment. So you're trying to be thinking about the next thing. We're not really having a conversation. We're pretending to have a conversation. Exactly. We're just talking at each other and hoping something sticks and uh, it never sticks, but, yeah. but uh, yeah. Okay, so 
what's going to happen next. We're going to get some of those sweet, sweet headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Yeah. Our first story, frustrated that an investigation officer has allegedly not attended to his case for several years. Lao Kian Tiang emailed the female officer photographs of his penis along with an obscene suggestion. So on Thursday, June 30th, the 58-year-old person from Singapore, the, 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 the article calls them a Singaporean, but oh, that does sound silly. That, doesn't that sound sounds right. like something in a, a Star Wars film. That sounds like something that somebody from like South Dakota would say, nope, that's what they're called. Nope, they're um, Singaporeans. Yeah, I, not basically. not to pick on the people of South Dakota, but I just thought, you know, okay, go ahead. <laughs> you, anyway, pleaded guilty on two counts of sexual exposure. He was jailed for nine weeks. Another charge of transmitting obscene material was taken into consideration for sentencing. His victim, age 36, cannot be named due to the court order. Uh, now, Lau claimed that in 2018, he had gone to the Central Police Division headquarters on the officer's instructions since she had sent him letters asking him to report for an interview there for an alleged offense. She was assigned to investigate his case of voluntarily causing hurt, according to the court. He claimed uh, that when he was there, she did not uh, attend, and this caused him um, to feel annoyed. So on May 25th of last year, he sent two photos of his private parts to her in order to humiliate her, according to the court record. His uh, two email emails were titled, Hi, good morning, my dear wife. Please help me oral sex because my penis is really itchy. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, that's not a cure for itchy penis. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's what I was going to say. And I think there's... Um, I think that's less of a, 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 a come on line than it is really a, uh, a confused line for uh, medical <laughs> less of a, yeah. Anyway. So uh, anyway, he's uh, he, nine, nine weeks in jail for uh, uh, so um, little, little PSA to our audience uh, in general, d just don't send, never, never send pictures of your private parts to people. That you do it thinking that it's going to humiliate the other person, but really you're only humiliating yourself. Yeah. I mean, in my case, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely what would occur. And so I, I just, you know, but in in general, right. Even if it's solicited, don't do it. Don't and do if it. It's unsolicited. Definitely don't do it. Yeah. If they're asking for it, that look, nobody wants that for good reasons. Uh, the people only, only ask bad for things they don't need all the time. Right. I wouldn't and send so, somebody cigarettes in the mail either. Right. Right. So, yeah. There's things you have to, we're, this is a smart audience and I don't think they need to be told this, sure. but maybe this is something they could tell maybe the less discerning members of their family or friends during maybe like holiday get togethers. Right. Hey, everybody here at the uh, Thanksgiving table, we're all good on the, uh, no sending penises to each other. Right. Everybody. Good. All right. Dig in. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> just just a normal Thanksgiving. Yeah. Our second story is several men and at least one woman were escorted out of the Diamond VIP section of an Eagles concert 
at London's Hyde Park after a brawl broke out during a performance of the song Take It Easy. Oh, so irony and dumb uh, cross paths again. That's that is a uh, that is a graph that I can't see enough of. Um, ironic and dumb put together. So a di- like like the Richie Rich seats, right? Um, getting angry now. What do you think they were? Uh, they were angry about. Did did somebody place a hundred thousand dollar bet on uh, which guitar was going to be used by uh, by Joe Walsh well, for that? Very likely, song? you can bet on anything in yeah. uh, in the the UK. It seems okay. like okay. I mean, you can bet on a sporting event while at that sporting event, which is like that's absolutely amazing. Um, uh, we're, uh, that doesn't really happen here in the United States, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, and I, I think it's always funny that we have this weird thing in the United States where when we hear someone with a, usually like a London or Southern England accent, English mm-hmm. accent, we we equate that for being smart or or knowing something. So very clearly. Uh, and, and, and of course that's just, just a facade. Um, they're just every bit as dumb as anyone else is that's as I fine. Am, right? or as smart as anyone else is. And as so, I, uh, it's, it's funny that, uh, uh, the, here in London's Hyde Park, they, they, they broke out in a brawl during that song. So photos and footage obtained, uh, by news agencies show security guards wrestling two men to the ground during the, the June 26th event. Well, another guard puts his hand around a man's neck and a fourth concert goer is forcefully held back. Later in the video, an irate woman in green is led away. An onlooker kept yelling to the fighters, you've got to take it easy. (laughs) You have to understand, uh, when he said he was running down the road trying to loosen his load and he had seven women on his mind, the gentleman next to me implied that one of those women was my wife. So, of course, I'm going to need to defend her honor, and I'm going to do it by smashing him right in the gob. Good. That's, I'm sure that's exactly how it went. So, anyway, in the most sophisticated way possible. So, anyway, anyway, uh, don't send uh, penis pictures and take it easy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Check. Electronics uh, retailer Radio Shack Said it was not hacked on Twitter after a series of tweets filled with vulgarity. <laughs> how do you how do you hack a ham radio? That, of course, so thanks of all, thanks for letting us know. I refuse that there are actual people following Radio Shack on Twitter. I can't believe that that actual Radio Shack has a Twitter account. That that seems like counter to everything that they're all about. No, we don't tweet over the internet. Internet killed the radio. It is. It is so funny. I, I I've been on Twitter a while, and that's probably the only social media I go to very often. But I had somebody I knew like retweeted like Jif peanut butter, and I'm like, first of all, I'm not gonna follow you anymore because you follow Jif peanut butter, <laughs> and then you retweeted their. This is ridiculous. Anyway, so in fact, the person behind Radio Shack's official account tweeted Wednesday that they knew the tweets would go viral. Uh, uh, the tweets that would be uh, sent out that day would uh, go viral because they were fire as as uh, AF. As, um, Re- that as, is uh, that is not that also is un- uncharacteristic as uh, of of Ra- Radio Shack. 
Um, <laughs> so every every person that I have ever known that's worked at Radio Shack has worn suspenders. That's I mean I just have to tell you that's that's, that's yeah oh well, right over here uh, this is a, this is a mono jack um, this is a mono jack adapter and you're going to use that for that uh, that eight inch you're going to. It, you just plug that right into the eight inch, and it, and it makes so it. A, here's a question a for you: in uh, in your band's like gear, yeah, how many things from Radio Shack do you have for that odd thing that still needs to be like in an analog way attached to something else? Well, there's there's a couple of different answers to that, and there's the answer that how many items should the rest of my band have from Radio Shack to fix the things that they need. And then there's how many things did the drummer think to pick up from Radio Shack because eventually they're going to need them. And the answer is about six. Oh, that's yeah. yeah and that's the, that's the national average according yeah. to the recent polls okay. that I've seen. So anyway, the, the person in behind the tree said, no, we didn't get hacked and I'm not fired. The company is now <laughs> a crypto platform called radio shack crypto which prompted many on twitter to speculate that the posts were a way to get publicity the brand's name was trending on twitter on wednesday afternoon and into thursday wow that's good good on you radio shack it's like the radio uh, shack crypto internet equivalent of uh signing pictures of yourself you know on uh on the hollywood hollywood uh, no the uh the las vegas strip you know, yeah. are you sure you don't want this? It's uh, fifteen dollars. It's uh, seventeen if you uh, want me to kiss it. So, yuck. Oh, and our fourth and final story: a Denver couple got the surprise of a lifetime when the Stanley Cup was mistakenly delivered to their doorstep. <laughs> hey, uh, Linda, Linda. Is this where you've been going on on Monday nights? Did you win the Stanley Cup? L- l- tell tell me the truth, Linda. There's a giant cup here, and it reeks of beer. <laughs> so. Local news outlets obtained a post on social media from the neighbor who said the Stanley Cup was accidentally delivered to his house on Hilltop neighborhood, meant for Co- Colorado Avalanche captain uh, Gabriel. Uh, I don't know. L-A-N-D-E-S-K-O-G. And I'm not a big enough Avalanche fan. I think the Avalanche also used to be the Quebec Nordiques. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Landskog, maybe? I don't sure. Know. Anyway, Carbo said the uh, Stanley Cup uh, keeper uh, knocked on the door and figured out that they were at the wrong address, but let him see it, touch it, and take pictures of the NHL's most prized award. In his driveway. I couldn't believe it. All my thoughts were wide open because how could that be? Because I knew that we had avalanche players that lived in our neighborhood, but I didn't know how close and specific <laughs> to get the wrong address. That would be easy for him. So basically, he just wandered around his neighborhood with Stanley Cup. Is this yours? Is this yours? <laughs> that's, that's a big cup to be, you know, carrying around. Hey, can you fill this with sugar? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's a that's lot, the, a lot of sugar. that's the news, Steve. All right. Well, um, unfortunately, our uh, our uh, Captain General uh, El Presidente Dave did not show up tonight from uh, from Warsaw, and that's okay. 
it's okay. He'll he'll be on with us again someday. Um, but uh, but I've. I, th- I think we've done our duty. I think we did a oh, decent yeah, job. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We we've done more than our our duty. Fantastic. Okay. And well, I think we kept our streak alive of uh, mentioning Harry Potter while Dave's away as well, and that's uh, that makes me personally happy. Uh, it's it, it was a reminder on my sheet of paper here. So there we go. Um, <laughs> so, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on vacation this next week, so I'm not going anywhere, and I don't have any plans. Um, so, um, that means, uh, I'm in for quite a ride. Yeah. You're in for quite a ride. Um, yeah. you'll have to report back and tell us how it goes. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I hope there's something to report. Well, I, I hope you eat at a really great diner is what I'm hoping. Appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. So, uh, nothing for me. And, uh, I guess, I guess for, uh, Tracy, and myself, Steve, and Dave that is away. I think we will see you next time on the Dave and Steve Show with Tracy. <laughs>